What's up, gang? I, uh, first off, apologies for whatever the uh, sound quality is right now because I'm driving down the road and I'm just talking into my phone uh, because I got things to say and, you know, I'm driving. I'm killing time by talking to y'all. I want to. I hadn't talked to y'all in a couple days and I thought this would be good. Uh, That's a thing I do. I don't know how y'all are when you drive, but I I normally listen to podcasts. Very rarely do I listen to music anymore, except for, as y'all know, I talked about it. Uh, Isabel's new album just came out, so I've been wearing that bitch out. But I listen to podcasts and audiobooks, but every now and then, like, nothing kills time for me better than just, like, talking on the phone. Like, I'll call my mom, you know, or I'll call my wife. The conversations with my wife, uh, brevity is a, uh, a big deal with me and her on the phone, so that doesn't last that long. But, you know, me and mom will just talk for 30 minutes, and it's like nothing, so... Just got off the phone with her. Wasn't done yapping. Wanted to talk to y'all about a thing that has happened that you all know about that has absolutely enthralled me. And obviously it sucks that people are dead. I'm talking about the Titan submarine that went to the Titanic. Obviously it sucks that people are dead. However... Um, well, we'll get into why I don't really even a little bit feel bad (laughs) for them. Uh, it's the only person I feel bad for is the 19 year old kid who apparently did not want to go, but his father kind of like guilted him into going for father's day. Like I 100% feel bad for that kid because dude, like a kid, like dude, a 19 year old kid, he was scared, which is crazy because most 19 year old kids, I feel like they haven't, they're, they're goddamn frontal you know, lobe in their brain hasn't even developed yet, and <laughs> they're not scared of anything because they're too stupid to know that they should be scared of things. You know, I know I was like that. Uh, like, I, dude, I didn't give a shit about nothing when I was 19. I get to, I have a fear of heights now, but that was a thing that happened to me when I got older, <laughs> and I guess like, because you know, they say no one's scared of heights, you're scared of falling. And that's, like, 100% true. I don't know if I've ever talked about it before, but, like, I remember the day that I got scared of heights, which is really weird. Uh, I was in Atlanta, Georgia. I believe I was doing the punchline. Actually, I know for a fact I was doing the punchline in Atlanta, Georgia, hanging out with Chris Petta and Marcy, the wonderful team and staff over there at the punchline. And um, my ex, I was with my ex-girlfriend, and... I can't remember who I was opening up for, but that's beside the point. And we were on, it was only the third floor of the hotel, third floor. And I was outside smoking a cigarette. This is back when I smoked actual cigarettes. Very glad that that time in my life is over. I mean, this is like, I think this is 12 years ago, maybe. I'm doing stand up. Yeah, it was 12, probably 12 years ago. Anyways, I'm sitting there smoking a cigarette on the balcony third floor, not that big of a deal, and I got a phone call from my friend Janet Williams, who I talked about the other day on my uh, Q&A, comedian friend of mine, we just celebrated her 75th birthday, took her out to a nice dinner, it was great, she called me, and she was crying, and uh, she, I knew something was bad, and I, I pretty much instantly knew what it was, our other comedian buddy, Big Ed, one of my heroes, one of the guys that helped me out so much, also gave me a job painting when I to support myself um, between gigs. 
uh, just the best guy in the world. And his wife at the time, uh, Natalie, had cancer. And so I pretty much knew when Janet called me that that's what was up. And But I was still floored. I mean, Big Ed, one of my best friends. Uh, I mean, you know, it, Big Ed's also 55, probably, probably getting close to 60 now. But, like, I'm, I'm always old friends with older people because when I started in comedy I was so young but everybody else doing comedy was so old so those were that was like those are just my friends you know I hang out with a bunch of 60 and 75 year olds it's great and she told me that Natalie had died and in, in that moment I don't know whether it was shock or grief or whatever but the the ground just came racing up at my face and I had to put my back against the wall and sit down and I was terrified of heights, and I'm the exact same way now. In that moment, whatever, it, I don't know if, like, a therapist could tell me that that was, like, unlocked because of grief. I have no idea. But I don't fuck with heights. But when I was 19, like I said, like this poor boy was, your frontal lobe is not developed yet. You don't know what you should be scared of because you think that you can't die. So I feel terrible for that kid. But, dude, like, I've just been so enthralled by it, and the reason is because, and y'all can tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. And this is going to sound like hyperbole. And I might have talked about this on POA, but I don't know if I did. This is going to sound like hyperbole, but like, I haven't seen a thing unite the country this much since, honestly, (laughs) 9-11. Like, 9-11 or... I don't know, the Will Smith slap, but that actually didn't, no, people were really divided over that. There was a few like, oh, quit being a bitch, it's okay to slap people, that's not assault, blah, 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 and then the people who were going way overboard the other way, where, like, it started making me feel like, I was like, okay, guys, yes, technically it's assault, but it was a bitch slap, like, he doesn't have CTE from this, like, let's, let's chill, he should, uh, they should settle out of court, how about that, and I'm sure they worked on some arrangement, but, uh, like, I thought whenever this sub went down and we all knew, like, hey, these guys are probably dead, I fully expected, like, everybody, like, you know, the ultra-conservatives who it seems like, and, you know, again, feel free to tell me I'm wrong, but it seems like bend over backwards to defend billionaires in literally every single dumb thing that they ever do. I was like, well, they are going to be talking about how much of a tragedy this is, and they're going to really come down on anyone who's making light of it, and um, that just did not happen. (laughs) It was pretty universal. Everyone going, are you shitting me right now, you dumbasses? Because, Because it'd be one thing if they actually took a bunch of safety precautions and this was the thing that had been tested and like it shouldn't have happened and they died that would be obviously a tragedy that we all be like oh man you know that really sucks that that just didn't need to happen but it wasn't that it wasn't that at all it was a the hubris of man is what killed these gentlemen and that poor boy and pretty much everybody has decided like yeah man you know, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I don't know what to tell you. And it's been wonderful. And again, it's 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 morbid for me to say this about the death of five people, but like, it was nice 
to get on Reddit and get on Twitter and have everyone from all walks of life in unison be like, can you believe this dumb shit? I mean, you know, there was a handful of people that were like, guys, these are people that have died. And usually someone would come in there and go, yeah, and guess what? They did a real dumb thing. They should have known it was a dumb thing. So I'm not really going to lose any sleep over it, you know? And, I mean, dude, especially when you you couple that with the fact that it's like billionaires, it's like you know what was going on in everybody's head. Like, these people haven't had anything not work out in a very long time. So why wouldn't they believe that if they go to the bottom of the ocean in a submarine that they'll be fine? Because they've always been fine. And this dude that creates it, like... I mean, it's almost like sketch comedy, dude. Like, how on the nose, all the interviews and stuff that are coming out about him. Like, you don't have to assume that he took safety risk. He flat out says it. He flat out is like, you know, sometimes I think safety is a waste. (laughs) Right? And, like, I literally cannot think of a scenario in which that is true. Like, the only scenario I can think where it's, like, too much safety is a waste would be, like, I don't know, someone walking around now wearing two masks, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, one, I, I st- listen, I'm, I'm not wearing one because I've been vaccinated and I, I take really good care of myself and I, I don't really go, like, I'm, you know, I'm doing stand-up this weekend, I was just with Leslie Jones, thank you all to everybody that comes, um, but I don't really, I, 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 you know, I, I'm not worried about it. I've been vaccinated. I've also had it, you know. Uh, but I say, if you're someone who's still wearing a mask, dude, I'll, more power to you. Like, I, I don't believe that being safe is ever dumb. You know what I mean? Now, you know, if you're wearing the mask inside your house all the time, then yeah, I think that's a bit silly. But hey, you're not hurting anybody. You know what I mean? But like, we're not talking about that. We're not even talking about a seat belt. Like, you know, people all, like, there's so many people that are like, well, you know, in some cases, the seat belt actually hurts you because if you get trapped in a car, it's like, yeah, okay, 0.01% of times, I think that I'll go with the 99.999% of the times uh, the seat belt is the, the difference between life and death, right? But we're not even talking about that. We're talking about going 2.3 miles to the bottom of the goddamn ocean where every single, like when James Cameron went down there, I think his vessel costs like $10 million. And it's like, you know what? It fucking should. It should cost the most money ever because you've got to make it good so that you don't implode upon yourself. Right? And like, guys, you you can't, it's not like, that is not like, oh, I'm not going to wear my seatbelt because I'm just going across the street to the grocery store. It's not the same. Dude, we're talking about we're talking about something where they prepare for even if everything goes right most of the time there could still be some trouble because this it's like what was it y'all might know better than me it was like 15,000 psi is like the pressure you have to have something that can withstand that i mean for the love of god like there's a reason these things you know they they couldn't even have windows on it which i don't know if we talked about this Maybe we did, and I'm sure that y'all thought about it, but, like, that completely makes this the most dumb, just completely avoidable, stupid shit I've ever heard. Like, 
they can't even see out of the window to see the Titanic. So they're seeing it on a camera, which means that they could have just sent a manless vessel down there and seen the same shit from a boat. But they had to know that they were right there. That's all we can feel that we're right there next to it. So dumb, guys. So dumb. And again, it's not just one, but five separate billionaires who signed off heard this guy talking about how he skipped all these safety regulations. He only hired people who inspired him. He's like, oh yeah, some people are more qualified, but I only hire people that inspire me. AKA, I fired everybody who told me that this was a dumb fucking idea because I'm a billionaire and you don't tell me that I had a bad idea, right? It's just unbelievable. It's just, I I can't, like, I've been so enthralled all week and I know that we'll eventually move on, but I can't wait for the fucking documentaries. You know, I'm pretty sure there's already one coming out like next week, which is how crazy... Like, that's how crazy production is these days, how quickly they can get something done, which, like, I guess because a documentary doesn't uh, affect the writer's strike or whatever, maybe they're like, well, this is the only thing we can work on right now, so let's do that. Um, Also, very sorry for the fact that I've clearly lost my voice. I've been doing shows all weekend, and last night in Huntsville, I I sang karaoke, hosted a karaoke show, and I threw my voice out singing Summer Lovin' from Greece. <laughs> me and my uh, me and my friend Rebel from AEW, we, we tandem on a couple songs. And boy, I'll tell you what, if my papa, who was in the Korean War, could hear me say that I lost my voice singing Summer Lovin' from Greece, I don't know if he'd love me anymore. And especially when he found out that in my line of work, that's considered a work injury slash occupational hazard. Eh, sometimes it happens. I don't know what to tell you. I scream for a living. Um, but man, the, the, the Titan sub shit, dude. Like, it's, it's unfathomable that five people... And this also, by the way, does a lot of help in proving what a lot of us have been saying for a long time. Just because you have a billion dollars does not make you smart. Right? That's what everybody, like, dude, it was Trump, it was Elon, whatever. They're like, well, they, they, how can they be dumb? They have a bunch of money. Well, here's why. You can be really good at one thing and make a bunch of money doing it. How do I know? I do that. I'm a com- comedian and I write jokes and, like, I've parlayed that into way more money than I deserve. But when it comes to everything else, I'm a goddamn moron. So you can't look at my bank account and go, this guy's clearly smart because of this. And they're like, well, you know, when it gets into the billions, it's one thing. First off, most of those people were 100% born with a silver spoon in their mouth. I'm not saying that they didn't do some smart stuff and turn that money into more money. I'm just saying, I don't think most of these dudes did it from the ground up. And again, as I say, you can be really business smart and just be a complete dumbass in other regards. And I'm pretty sure... This is proof of that because anyone, anyone who heard this guy who knows how dangerous it is to go to the bottom of the ocean and who heard this guy talking about all the corners he cut, anybody that would get in that submarine, especially with their kid, is a dumb motherfucker. A dumb motherfucker or they don't care if they're dead. Maybe the rich really are that depressed that they're like, eh, if we die, whatever, you know, that's a bonus. I'll get to die and I don't have to actually kill myself. You know, I don't know. But 
you know, one good thing is that apparently it, uh, that implosion imploded them in .003 milliseconds or something, which is way shorter of a time than the brain has to process pain or anything. So they literally did not even know. Like, they just woke up in whatever afterlife there is and was just like, wait, what? And then hopefully that's right before they get their afterlife powers where they're invincible and can't get hurt. Hopefully right before that, that dude's son kicked him directly in the balls and was like, I was 19 years old. I had so much time left to enjoy all the, like you should have just gone by yourself and then I would be enjoying all this goddamn money right now. And that's another thing too. Some people were saying like, I feel bad for the, uh, I feel bad for the wives. Dude, listen, I'm sure that out of five, there was at least one loving marriage. But I pretty much guarantee you that at least a couple of those women were like, sweet, I get it all now. They might have been on the verge of a divorce, and they're like, oh, thank God I don't have to do that, and now I get it all. Uh, I just feel like in order to be a billionaire, you're probably not going to be the best husband. You know what I mean? And I say that because I have to go out of my way with as busy as I am, I have to go out of my way to be like, hey, be a husband and a dad first. You've got to set time aside. And I fail sometimes. So, like, you're running a billion-dollar industry. Dude, you ain't fucking hands-on. There's somebody raising your goddamn kid. Your wife's hanging out with all her friends every day doing yoga, talking shit about your dumb ass. And be like, yeah, did you hear Joe? He's going to the bottom of the ocean. Oh, well, at least it'll be really safe. It's not. It's the least safe thing ever, and they're probably going to implode. And they did. It's just it's just nuts, man. It's just so nuts that having that much money cannot buy you common sense. And, I mean, it's again, too, he died doing what billionaires do, cutting corners and probably underpaying people and not listening to people that are smarter than them because they think that they are the number one smartest man in the world because, haha, I have a billion dollars. It's crazy. I don't, I, again, it shouldn't have brought me so much pleasure. I'm probably making some of y'all mad right now by even saying any of this because you're like, Corey, you have no heart. I do. I do. If these, <laughs> listen, if the same thing happened but it was regular people on a boat and there was like a Titanic situation, I would feel horribly bad because they didn't do a dumb thing. They were just trying to hang out on a boat. These people did a dumb thing and this is what happens when you do a dumb thing. And if anything, I hope we do get a lesson out of all this. And that lesson is exactly what I've been saying. Just because someone has a bunch of money and is worth a ton does not mean that they know shit, right? And maybe it will help a lot of people think before going into barely charted waters in a tin can. Be smart, y'all. Like, like again, even if everything is up to code, shit can go bad. You've got an Xbox controller and one button in there. That son of a bitch said, he's like, well, it should really work like an elevator. Uh, you know, you hit a button, you go down, you hit a button and go up. No, the fuck, it ought not work like that. It ought work like a goddamn submarine that has been tested Jesus Christ. So anyways, I'm looking forward to the documentaries. When they come out, maybe we'll do like a little group party watch along. Uh, I am uh, getting close to Chattanooga. Super happy. Thank you to everybody that came out to 
the show in Nashville tonight, the James K. Polk Center. It was great. I got my own dressing room. That was nice. And just fantastic crowds. And, dude, if you if you live in Nashville and you've never been to the James K. Polk Theater, could not suggest it more. Now, obviously, you know that I'm always going to suggest for your comedy needs, please go to Zany's in Nashville and support them. But if somebody's coming to James K. Polk and you like them and you want to say, do it, do it. Go out of your way. It's a beautiful theater. Um, the acoustics were amazing. It's little things like that that just please me. It was lit perfectly. It's beautiful. Um, every, like, a lot of theaters are, like, super cavernous, but this, you know, seated a lot of people, but everyone felt really close to you, so it's not that, like, that feeling of, I'm doing a show, but I can't even really see anybody, or, which, I mean, I don't like to see anybody, I just like to know they're there. I like them to be close to me, but I'm not trying to look at nobody's face, that's just me. That's not anything against y'all, I just, uh... I, I didn't come, like, you know, I can hear the laughter, that's fine. I don't want to look at anybody and get any type of look, you know what I mean? Because I could say, I have a short temper, so if somebody was just sitting there staring at me and fucking making a mean face, I could see myself being like, what the fuck, man, everybody else likes it. So I don't like to see the people. Drew does. Drew likes to see everybody. He likes to engage with people, and that is his prerogative and totally fine, but I fucking don't. A uh, bunch of comedians now do crowd work. If you ever see me doing crowd work, it is because I literally was forced to, I would say, because um, I don't like it. It's, it's, again, there's comedians that are great at it. I don't like it because I wrote, dude, I have a hard enough time fitting in all my jokes that I wrote in the allotted amount of time that I have. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wrote jokes. I didn't come here to fucking talk to nobody. I came here to entertain them, goddammit. Uh, so that's just me. But I think everybody that came out to Nashville... I don't have anything else coming up except for, you know, the musings on this Substack and also putting on airs, which, as you know, comes out every Friday. You can watch it at watchpoa.com or get it wherever you get your podcasts. Also, the Well Read podcast, which comes out every Wednesday. Fun news on that front. We just signed a deal with All Things Comedy, so uh, we'll have a nice studio, and it'll be great. And also, uh, I don't have to edit the whole thing anymore, and I cannot tell you how happy I am. I've been doing that for seven years. You would have think you would have thought that I would have gotten better at it by now, but I've been having to do it for seven years. Happy to do it, obviously, um, but that's going to be really nice because that means that every Tuesday after we record, the time that it would normally take me to edit, I can spend doing something with y'all on Substack. Uh, I get home from, I'm in Atlanta uh, tomorrow, not doing shows, just doing a, doing a secret thing. Uh, and then I'll be back on Tuesday. I'll try to record some stuff while I'm out. And then we got to play some three clicks to Hitler this week. Uh, we got to do a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff I'm wanting to bring back. I know you miss Colonel Cornbread. I really appreciate all the, uh, the, 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 the love on that. He's coming back soon. Very, very soon. Um, as a lot of y'all know, and this is just me bitching for no reason. Cause it's like, I, I'm the one that decided to do it. Uh, I'm not a professional editor. I'm a, like, I know how to do the stuff, but I can't do it as fast as like really awesome professional editors are. So like it, you know, it do just be taking me a while on some things and I don't really take it that into account when I'm like, I'll do a thing, you know, I'm like, Oh, this will actually take me a while. Fuck. Maybe I should have, uh, 
maybe I should have had four or five of these in the can before I started releasing them. You know what I mean? Buttercream Dream's coming back. He got a, uh, y'all don't know this, but Buttercream Dream has a new tag team partner. And y'all will meet the Buttercream Dream's tag team partner very, very soon. Also, great news for a lot of you that know, uh, Annie Fatneck Jones is currently at my house. So when I get home, I get to hang out with Annie Fatneck Jones, which means that you will be hearing from Annie Fatneck Jones, whether it be tomorrow or the next day. I love y'all so much. I really appreciate y'all being here. Thank you to everyone who pays the $5 a month to support this show and keep the lights on. Um, if you can afford, if you're free and you can afford it, I would really appreciate it because, you know, as I've always said, the more paid subscribers, the more time I will have to put into everything. I'm but y'all know I'm busting my ass, and I love it. I, I this is the greatest thing I think that's ever happened is having this Substack. Like being able to put anything I want on a thing and have like a little community of people, and I don't have to be on social media as much. God, I love it. But yeah, the more people that subscribe naturally the more i can be like you know what i don't have to take that gig uh because we're fine so i'll just stay here and we'll do three episodes of colonel cornbread so i would appreciate it if you bumped up the five dollars but again remember if you can't afford it please don't you dare don't you dare stay here for free and that is more than fine by me and remember, if you don't like recurring payments, but you want to support the show, you can always do so on PayPal using buttercreamcory at gmail.com. You can pay any amount you want, as little or as much. Don't matter to me. And it all goes to uh, the show, making making the channel here better. Um, you know, I, and I really do. I put it towards that because I'm, I'm probably about to have to get a new goddamn... Um, what's it called? Audio interface. I've been using an H. I know y'all don't give a shit about this. Most people have already trailed off, but I've been using an H6 for seven years and it's wonderful, but it's starting to give me a little trouble. I don't know if you noticed on a couple of my recordings, there might've been a little hum that I tried to take out, but it's giving me a little trouble. So I'm going to have to get me another one of those and I'm going to use a Substack money to do it because it's a tax write-off baby. And that's what the money's for to support the show. I love y'all. Uh, hug all your loved ones right this very second. And if you've got someone who you've been meaning to make up with because you had a stupid argument, do that either right now or do it tomorrow because we are not promised a single breath, okay? That a lot of people that I'm adjacent to pass away, it seems, in the past year. And so more and more every day, I think about that. And um, there's maybe some grudges that I hold on to that I don't need to do that anymore. And I need to pick up the phone or I need to get in my car and drive over to somebody's house and uh, take care of yourself because you can't take care of anybody else until you take care of yourself. Well, maybe that's not true because I know some women that do a really good job at it. They take care of everybody else but themselves. But I'll tell you this, it's easier to take care of other people when you have taken care of yourself. I am living proof of that. Uh, Not to get all on my soapbox here, but Ever since I went to therapy and got the help I needed and got the medication that I needed, I have been not only a happier person, but 100% a better person. Just a 100% better person. I'm not saying I'm a great guy. I'm just saying that 100% I'm a better person once I got help. And um, it's easier for me to, uh, again, I know that 
a lot of y'all are going to tune out, but some people need to hear it. It's been easier for me to listen to my wife's needs and take care of her and be there for her and be there for my son and be there for my family because everything's okay in my world and in my head. I feel like when you're depressed, and this is, look, this just is what it is. This was my experience at least, so I'll just talk about my experience. When you're depressed, you tend to get a little selfish because you don't feel good, you know, you're unhappy. And you're just constantly, all you can think about is doing things to make yourself happy. And so you're a little selfish. That's, that was my, my experience. You're constantly chasing dopamine and you want to be left alone. And, and uh, I, was a little, I was a selfish dude there for a long time. I still can be. Old habits die young. Um, but I have found with the medication and with my therapy that I am a, a much more gracious person with my time and with my energy for people and, uh, opening up emotionally, you know, um, and that's a good thing. So, you know, I wish I had a promo code for therapy to give y'all, but I don't. Uh, so just, if it's something you've been considering, do it. And if you're already in it, good for you. You, you, you did the hardest part because it is, it's difficult to jump into. But anyways, I've blabbed on long enough. I love y'all. I'll talk to you tomorrow. See ya. Bye.